Back to the thirteen thirteen podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. Welcome back to all you rags and to all you shinies. Welcome to the podcast. This is the thirteen thirteen podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. Before we begin, make sure that you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You're subscribed to thirteen thirteen podcast. Leave a like, leave a comment. Even before it starts, let us know that you're here. Say hi, say hi, say hi down below. And if you want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, make sure that you support us on Patreon. Link is in the description below. Uh, there's three ways to support, three different tiers, and on our top tier, every single month we can do. A giveaway uh next and, month and, and we do have a giveaway we do have a giveaway are we saying what it is yes oh next month we're gonna what be giving it? away the lego star wars advent calendar for 2022 Woo! so crazy that'll be yours to win november 1st so that way you get it so you can have it before december starts you can actually do your daily builds yep. with it so, so you gotta join the gungan boss tier gungan boss tier in our patreon make sure that you are joined that if you want to win that Lego set. And also, if you haven't already, join the Discord. Link is in the description below. Indeed. And we also have merch. Go check out our Teespring page for some cool merch. And also, you'll see a social media post about this later. But we are doing a live stream the day before Halloween. Yes. On Halloween's on a Monday, on the 30th, yes. which is a Sunday. You will find out a time if you follow us on social media. I'm sure we'll post it on our community tab on YouTube as well. We are doing the 1313 first annual costume party. And so make sure that you dress up as something Star Wars related, something spooky, dress up whatever you want. Um, and then we're going to have a costume contest and the winner uh, might win something. And you can other submit than, your other photos. Than a good feeling. Yes. You can submit yes. your photos via email mm -hmm. or via the Discord. We'll mm -hmm. probably make a new channel for costume submissions. Mm -hmm. And we are going to be judging your costumes very harshly. Um, 501st approved costumes are not included in yes. the judging. If I see a seam, <laughs> if I see a seam. So, um, but no, have fun with this. We're not going to be ranking uh, like what's the best looking costume we're going for, what we find the funniest, yeah. what we think is the coolest, what's the most creative. So have fun with it. Send your submissions to 1313podcastofficial uh, at gmail.com, yep. which is in the description below. Or if you're in the Discord, make sure that you send it to the Discord. Yes. But with that, don't send yourself naked. We'll block you. Or do. Or do. And, and then we'll show it off to everybody. Or do. And then we'll send it to your mom. We'll send it to your yes. mother and then she can be very ashamed of you. Yep. Your stinky stank ass. Kaka. Anyway. Ka -ka. Anyway. Okay. okay. Everybody, right. welcome to the Star Wars Podcast. How's everyone doing this week? It's getting cold out finally. It is. It is. It's finally sweater weather. I'm at my wit's end. It's a beanie uh, weather. Uh, ha, ha. I'm, um, I'm like so mentally tired, but I've been mm. doing things little by little this week to organize my life in little ways. So even though I'm mentally and physically exhausted, I have the satisfaction of knowing I did one small thing. My life day. is in shambles. I can see it crumbling before my eyes. The foundation is fading. It is eroding away. And as I wither with it. So shall my sanity. All right, Edgar. I'm excited Poe. to wear beanies. That's cool. I'm excited beanies to wear cool. beanies. Yeah, bro. I've been wearing beanies every single day now. Like, not right now, but like, you feel me? Jacob's in his beanie era. <laughs> Jacob's in his beanie it's like era. When, like last year when every single episode I wore that Captain Rex beanie that Jackson got me. That's gonna be happening again. But it's a little bit toasty in here, and I just washed my hair, and I don't want to mess it. No, I didn't. Um, that's. 
Bite my tongue. Lame. I can't. I hate it because like this entire week it's kind of been raining, and where I go to school it's been snowing. So yeah, you um, guys have had like snow, yeah. snow. Yeah, that was funny. So um, I I I absolutely love walking in class and hearing girls going, "Oh my gosh, my hair's getting wet. My hair's getting wet." I'm like, "Oh, I hope you slip and break your neck." <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> I simply am not there. Okay, everybody, we have a couple small. Star Wars bits and pieces of news like mm. we did. So, as you all know, Tales of the Jedi is arriving next week. Yeah. So, yeah. because of that, we're going to have a separate podcast episode that comes out for that. Um, it'll yes. actually show up Thursday. And then our Andor episode will show up the following day on Friday. Mm -hmm. So, that's how you'll get that. But, uh, the run times were released for um, the Tales of the Jedi episodes after the early viewings. Um, so if you don't want to hear about this, skip ahead a couple minutes, but I don't see why it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, the longest episode, which is the first one of the Dooku arc is going to be 17 minute runtime. And the shortest of the episodes is one of the Ahsoka arc episodes. It's going to be a 10 minute runtime. Okay. However, the credits for these are only about 30 seconds. So the runtime is pretty much almost entirely, um, the episode itself. That's fine And again, I saw a lot of people online complaining, which I don't even why I point that. I know why I point that out anymore because that's everything, anything now. You're always going to have people that complain. Mm -hmm. um, but in this case, um, as someone who's a big fan of 2003 Clone Wars, anyone who likes 2003 Clone Wars, this is like a mix of yes. they're like marrying 2008 Clone Wars with 2003 Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. I think the story is going to be great. It's more Clone Wars content yeah. though, so I'm like, gimme, gimme. this is how you get. Well, Jackson and I were talking in the car about Clone Wars content. No, exactly. How? Oh, yeah, because in my opinion as well, because like what Tommy's saying, a lot of people are saying that it's really short. And to bring light to this, this is the end that I want for the Clone Wars. And that is it. I do not want Disney to ever touch the Clone Wars again, in my opinion, just because of the fact that it's like I'm happy with how all seven seasons went. And I'm excited to see this because I feel like this is Disney's like necessary way of wrapping up any loose ends in stories that they wanted to tell relating to a few yeah. characters in the Clone Wars and keep it at that. Because at this point, if they add more, then I feel like it's going to become the rest of the saga where people are like, well, the early Clone Wars is good, but this new stuff they're making for it. And I don't want that to happen to my favorite thing from Star Wars. I think it'd be fine if they touched on like the Clone Wars era without referencing like the mainline characters that we know. If they, yeah, I'd be cool with that. If maybe they did, no. like, um, a serious focus around the same era, but maybe from, like, a Separatist family or, like, some bounty cool. hunters, like, trying to navigate through. And they had, like, maybe, like, a cameo or something from, like, yeah. one person. I don't want them to just be, like, do away with the entire prequel era and never touch it again. But mm -hmm. I do uh, think kind of Clone Wars, like, characters, as far as, like, they go in their stories, I think they're pretty much complete. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, and if you want more prequel content, there's a 10-year gap just about between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. That's a perfect way to get Anakin and Obi-Wan, you know, a, a very young Anakin, albeit, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. you know, a very young Anakin and Obi-Wan, and you'll have, um, you could have some Jar Jar in there, some Padme, mm -hmm. um, even though they'd never cross paths, but you could have some Palpatine, again, Another way to have some prequel era characters, mm -hmm. you know, get to explore the Jedi a little bit, maybe see more of that corruption. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree, agree with Jackson. I yeah. think the only thing I would want to see from the Clone Wars era is a show about 
a unit of clone troopers, but we have the Bad Batch. So that kind mm. of takes the place of where I would want that to sit. If it, the only yeah. thing it would have to be live action. That's the that's the bottom line. If they did like a series just on clone troopers, it would have to be it would have to be live action because it has to dif- differentiate the, the, you know the word differentiate. Yeah, it has differentiate. To set itself aside from like the rest of the pack and make itself its own unique thing. I think that that would be yeah. I'll a, direct a it. Next I'll step. direct it. Let me graduate first, <laughs> then I can direct it. Dave Filoni. I'm really excited for us to shoot this in the end just because we're kind of doing this like what we did with Visions Mm -hmm. where we watch it and record it same day so we get our opinions from when it happens. Very fresh opinions. Mm -hmm. Very, very new, very very fresh. Aqua ocean. Very very tragic, very sad, very fresh. Very felony, very CGI. I, I like how somebody in my class the other day was like, I hope we see fives in Tales of the Jedi. And I Is said, Lucas Monster in your class? Apparently. Because oh. I, I looked at her and I went, we'll see. No one dang well, we ain't going to see you. Dang. I unless wish. It, unless, it's a, unless it's a casket. But... Damn. I forgot there was that scene in the trailer, too, of Padme's funeral. Yeah, I, I forgot that until I said casket. Ah. Like, it's going to be tough. But, be tough, but yeah, that's that's really all I have for Star Wars news. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I saw too. I get okay. So here's my question then: If we see more animated shows, do you want to see it in the Clone Wars style still, or do you want to see it progress into something else? I don't want to see, see it in Clone Wars. Style. If I see a show that's Clone Wars style, I say it. I say it all the time. You already know what I'm going to say: the a sequel era Clone Wars style show. That's what I want to yeah. see. Or even just again. Well, I mean, like Republic the animation point. style, not yeah. like yeah, okay. yeah. That's what I would. If that would be the only kind of show, I'd want that animation style in. Because mm-hmm. we already have Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and Rebels mm-hmm. is similar to yeah. that mm-hmm. animation. Rebels style. is similar, and yes, although everybody in the world who hasn't seen Rebels complains about how it looks, it's because they were working with. Like, when you look at the budget per Clone Wars episode and the budget per Rebels episode, it makes so much sense. The mm-hmm. budget was so much smaller for Rebels. But also, even um, then, they could come up with a new style of animating a character, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like. I think the Resistance animation style is so underutilized because it was really cool. I really I like... I like the pastel kind of yeah, flat yeah. look of how it was. I just don't think that they picked the best show to use that animation style. I don't style know if you guys remember, because the animation style of Resistance right, reminds me of, there was an Iron Man show when I was little, and it was in a very similar animation style to that. It was about, like, Tony when Stark we as a little? teenager. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was, it was a, apparently it was an awful show. But I remember watching it and loving it as a kid. Hmm. So, yeah, but it was all about, you know, Tony Stark as a kid and or as, a, as a teenager in his early um, 20s. Uh, and speaking on just like other futures for other Star Wars shows. So I just got done for this month. I listened to uh, the Star Wars Death Troopers and then I listened to Red Harvest. You already finished the Red I fi- Harvest book? I finished both of them. Thanks. So. Oh my god. But my one thing is is the fact that throughout Red Harvest it takes place in a Sith society during the time of before the Old Republic so it would be High Republic era and all of the apprentices are called acolytes in the book. Mm. So I think it would be really cool if this new acolyte show that's coming out was based on this book. Personally I don't think the the Red Harvest book was as good as Death Troopers just because it was like there was, when you're listening to Death Troopers or reading through it, there's the mystery as to how it's all going to happen. And then in like Red Harvest, it's just kind of, whoop, the Zambies are here. So it's like, yeah, it was, there wasn't, it didn't feel like there was any stakes really. 
Um, it just kind of felt like everything was kind of happening because you right. knew like it wasn't going to get out and get all over the galaxy because you would hear about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, I think that'd be such a cool idea for the Acolyte show to actually be, or at least to feature some of the characters or feature the planet that it's on. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be down with that. Mm-hmm. I think though, we now know dark star Wars works because of Andor yes. and because we, of pieces of, uh, Kenobi. Mm-hmm. We know that it's something people want to see and more of in the future. So hopefully that means that that is open to, um, Mm-hmm. to be used by mm-hmm. Lucasfilm in the future. Okay, the, the, the big bad guy in his Darth Scabrous and um he had a lot of scabs uh, apparently. But like his yeah. the one thing is like he's creating the the virus that turns everybody into zombies cuz like there was a Sith Lord before him that was doing it and if you get infected and then you eat the heart of a Jedi while it's like still beating then you like you become immortal. So that's the whole reason why he's doing it. And like the entire thing is like fueled by this force sensitive. Well, that's nasty. It, dude, the, it, it's a gory book. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, dude. But it's like, um, uh, there's like this force sensitive black orchid that you, he puts in this concoction. And there's like the orchid only survives with the, like a Jedi <laughs> keeper, like to actually like basically the Jedi botanist. So, um, basically this girl gets dragged to this planet by a whipped bounty hunter um that takes her in the orchid and then the darth scabbers drops the orchid into this concoction and shoves it into this sith student that was not doing too well in his classes and basically he's just like tubes in his spine and goes into his spine and, it's like, and then he gets infected with it but while the because the orchid could talk to the force botanist the force botanist hears it and all of the zombies the like pretty much the entire book they're really cool. That's like, a cool twist. No, like the book is like super cool. It just isn't as good as Death Troopers. Like I, I highly, highly, highly recommend these books to anybody that hasn't read them or listened to them, um, just because it's so different from any Star Wars that you get, yeah. and it's like it's gory. It's, it's like actually gory. It's not it, like what we go. Oh, Star Wars is dark. Like no, it's this it's, is it's it's it's, like, it's really really dark, and it's like despair, like. Almost nobody survives any of the books. So it's like it's like Rogue One before Rogue One. Huh. Rogue One. So I highly recommend these books. Both of you should either listen to them or That's read a them. Joke. I have the I have a physical copy of Death Troopers. Mm-hmm. Jackson had it and then he put it in a crate and then our parents sold it at a garage sale. Wah, wah. And I was really sad. You could have taken it. It was there for a year. I had no clue. But um You had a clue. I didn't, because I would have taken it. But um anyway. I think we should get into Andor. We get into Andor. We can talk Andor. about Andor. Nobody wants Andor content doesn't perform. And or what? And I gotta what? say though, our last Andor episode of the podcast performed better than most every other Star Wars podcast. So, because we built different. But yeah, uh, I really like this episode of, of Andor. There was a lot to I'm unpack in this episode. Right off the rip. Boobs. Ad- Colonel Yularen I saw him I was, was like in the show. Ah, it's him mm-hmm. I was so damn happy about that he said that. he spoke to the emperor and you I could spoke see, to the emperor you could see the room shift when he said that yes mm-hmm. no I was so so excited to see like although it wasn't obvious like at first it's supposed to be him but it's so heavily implied the way his hair his mustache and the way he speaks and he talks about the emperor for crying out loud it didn't sound like him though 
It didn't. But that's it's also... a live action adaptation. I know, I wasn't. So I'm not really crying. I, I thought it I, I thought it was Yular when I first saw it. Yeah. I was, like, that I was just him. like, no way. Cause like the whole time they're like doing like a waste shot and I'm like, okay, they're hiding who it is. And they pan past like the actual old guy that's in charge. I'm like, it's not him. I was like, there's only two people that I think it would be. It's either Tarkin or Yularen, and Tarkin wears gray. So I was like, it's got to be Yularen. That was so, so cool. Mommy Mothma is not a fan of what Shopkeeper shopkeeper Greg has done. Shopkeeper Greg? Luthen? (laughs) That's his name. Luthen. Yeah, there's there's quite a divide here. Um, I did. I did see that um, Mon Mothma. Actually, we'll talk about that scene after this. But okay. Yeah, I think that this is. We had talked about last week where Luthen lies. I think that Luthen's going to team up with Saw Gerrera if he's not already. I do think that Saw has had his own self-funded rebel cell this entire time. Mm-hmm. But I think that Luthen's going to start sharing funds with Saw because Saw is the one who will actually take action. Um, as opposed to really any of these other rebel cells. Exactly. Like, Mon Mothma still kind of wants to do it the right way, whereas Luthen, evidently Luthen did not tell her about this mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Just because for change to happen to begin with, someone needs to die. Something needs to happen. You need to get, like, in my opinion, Mon Mothma thinks that just, like, by doing politics, everything would change. When, like, she needs to realize it's a much, much bigger picture from that. And in my opinion, I feel like maybe we'll even see her stop taking a presence in the show. Or even at least after the first season, if uh, Cassian and Luthen decide to talk to Saga Raramore. Just because she doesn't take any action of denouncing the Emperor until much later into Rebels when they have to rescue her. Andor is not going to meet Sagarera though, because Sagarera throws him in prison when they go to meet him in Rogue One. He's in the trailer with Saw, though. So, no, Sagarera is, no, Sagarera is just in the trailer. Oh. He's not with Cassian. I definitely think Luthen might interact with him. I don't think Cassian's ever going to meet him. I also find it crazy the fact that they're like, now Cassian's a loose end to go kill him. I liked... Yeah. Um, I liked that we got to get an episode of Miami Vice with that was pretty funny. Cassian Andor and Cassian Andor just has some loser girlfriend. More implied sex scenes in Star Wars, bro. She didn't have a shirt on. I was topless like, Star Wars. I was like, dang, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. She had her boobs what out. Do you mean that? What she do you had, mean by that? She had, she she had, had the boobs out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta chill with it, bro. Absolute classic. Absolutely classic. Yeah, my man is like, we got to see a shower for the second time in Star Wars. We saw it in Solo, Mm -hmm. but that was like on a ship. Yeah, and they're all they're all rain showers. Yeah, I would not like that shower. I would. Rain showers are pretty dope, in my opinion. Rain showers are Um, cool. I gotta say, uh, loser doesn't like the whole the whole beach scene. I literally was like, are we in Florida? I actually, for a second, I was like, did they film this in Florida? Buccaneers, uh, what <laughs> happened uh, to all of you out there that are Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans? <laughs> anyway. Go back to your loser quarterback <laughs> with his womp, divorce. Womp, womp. <laughs> Guys, did you know that going back to playing football is harder than deploying in the military? It, it, it's the same thing, you know. It's uh, so got- hard it makes your wife divorce you. <laughs> He's like, no, I can't kiss my kids on the lips anymore. But at any rate. Tom Brady slander is welcomed here. We did see this on Twitter, and I saw it on a TikTok later, but we were talking about before the show started how Sam Witwer 
voices the shore trooper that is talking to Cassian kind and of interrogating. And plays the shore trooper, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize he might yeah. have played him as well. But that's some, a lot of people kind of caught Sam Witwer's voice and just like general actions, but I had never guessed in a million no, years that that was him. That. I did not That kind of was like... It was me. cool for me to see that that was the Black Series figure that came out. Oh, that, that is true. That one with that blaster, with that... They got the coloring down for the undersuit and everything. It looked... Perfect, and it's cool to think that I have the action figure of the character I'm seeing on screen because with the Black Series, we haven't had that in such a long time now. Um, Normally, the line is catching up to the new shows after they come out. So for me to have a character, you know, we actually, I had, there were two figures in this episode that I have that were in the show because the other one was in that flashback scene, that um, Imperial officer with the clone troopers. Actually, that's something I want to talk about because I want to still point out that I'm right on that, that the officer is called from the dark times. So the flashbacks that we see are supposed to be the dark times then, because I know you guys were saying that you didn't think that that was the case. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, like, I was saying that we're technically still in no, the dark No, this is times. the dark times. Maybe still, but if that officer is classified as from the dark times because he's with those clone troopers, yeah. I feel like we'll get more info later into why it's maybe called that. to be Jackson, done. the dark times is anything after the purge of the Jedi until episode four. When the that. Empire is rising, that's all the dark times. I, I think um, with the clone troopers, I was almost taken aback by how casually they were in the flashback. They just kind of popped up. And I was like, yeah, oh. they came and they went. And I was like, I, it almost felt wrong. And I think it's because we're so groomed as yeah. watching new Star Wars that when you see a familiar face or a familiar character, they make such a big deal about it that like. You're, you expect this big, you know, the music swells up, the mm-hmm. character walks onto the screen menace, menacingly, <laughs> and, menacingly, and I, you know, I almost thought like, well, that seemed like almost wrong, but that's because I'm so used to yeah. what other Star Wars projects have given yeah. me. It's also they just, just went, it's a different type of filmmaking. They just exist. And They're it just wasn't there. meant for them to be like, this is some widespread cameo. They were just supposed to pop up. Whereas in the Mandalorian, no, yeah. The Mandalorian or no Book of Boba. I can't remember. Both what. shows. Yeah. When the clone troopers pop up in the flashback. With Grogu, that was Book of Boba. Book of Boba. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mandalorian season 2.5. Um, <laughs> when that happens, you get the dramatic music. But then again, that's also part of Order 66. This isn't just like mm-hmm. an occupation. Yeah. So, and it's not like they were named clones or like a, a colored battalion that we're all supposed to know. Yeah. It just, just kind of was oh, a thing. Very Darth true. Vader wasn't leading them. No. It was like very on theme with the Bad Batch. All the clone troopers are stripped of their individuality yep. and they're just grunts. Everybody mm-hmm. hates them. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Because they're kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And, and in that high. flashback scene, that's how we see Cass- Cassian's adopted father, Clem how he ends up getting hanged in the in the city center. I think he, he wasn't doing hung. anything. He was just like, hey y'all, chill. And I think like, he got hung because his name was so bad. Clem. Clem. Clem Entine. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was his last name? Entine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um and then we see also there's a another very brief scene when Marva's uh, Cassian's adopted mom is talking to him, um, where we see him as a kid running towards the clone troopers around mm-hmm. the campfire, seeing yeah, the campfire with song. Stick. Um yeah. I wonder what they uh, did. They shoot him. Yeah, I wonder. Cassian, did mm-hmm. he die? Yeah. yeah. Did he? I did Gross. find it weird though that um, Cassian. Well, I didn't find it weird, but Cassian goes back for his mom, and his mom's like, "Nah, I'm staying. There's a rebellion." And then he's like, 
Well, I kind of I know thought, nothing about it. I thought it was a decent idea as well, just like in a much like broader scope too, to show how like they're one little action now, because this is the first time that we know in this universe that someone has stood up to the Empire and at done this some, level. Yes, at this level. At this level. Now now all these people are like, well, if these random people on Aldani can do it. I can do it too because they're like, I'm sick of my life and I'm sick of being fed up with these I people. Wanna all the time. My <laughs> I want to kill my governor. I want to kill my troops. <laughs> I think it was cool too to see the juxtaposition between Marva's point of view on what they did, mm -hmm. and she's happy about it, and she hopes that people get you know will get amped up and want to fight the Empire. Yeah. And then he goes and sees Bix, and we do get confirmation that they were a, in a romantic relationship yeah. at some point. I know it was kind of there hinted at but now it's mm -hmm. like expressed and she says people hate you for what you did like mm -hmm. they for bringing uh, the empire here mm -hmm. so there's like different ways that people look about it you know people want some people want the empire to just stay away and they'd rather just take the path of least resistance exactly and then there's other people who are willing to fight the empire mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so maybe it might change people's minds when cassian tells people i was one of the people who carried out the Aldani mission. Well, that's the thing. I don't think he's going to tell anybody. No. Because they're on the hunt for him. And now yeah. he's thrown in prison. Well, not even just the Imperials, but also, like we said earlier, Luthen and, and Clea is his assistant. That's who goes and tells Vel, to, like, gives the hit on Cassian to Vel, which I didn't recognize either of them at first. It really? took me, It took me a second to realize that the girl with the brown hair was Clea from Luthen's shop. Mm -hmm. And that, um, which, when you said her name was Leia... Yeah, I was like, I was oh, like, that, that makes sense, sense that, that you would mess why that would, up. No, why would they make somebody that they you pick an actor that looks like young Carrie Fisher and then you name her Clea? That's such a dumb yeah, idea. I That's, never thought it was Leia. That's why I was so confused when you guys kept telling me it was. And I was like, what? Well, well now I know why, like, like because you were the one that told me at first never when the show Jacob. came out. Why you misinterpreted it I, as Leia. I watched that. Fake I watched news. that three times like each time speaking of fake news i loved the news reporter did you on notice the tube tv yeah. did you notice that behind him was crimson dawn logos really no, yeah so i think that i think that's a little subtle way of being like haha just like in real life the media and star wars is funded by private entities that'd be cool because so, cool. it was blue but on his uh, on his right, there was a Crimson Dawn logo, and then there was another one turned on its side. Cool. It might be an accidental detail, yeah. but it de that was definitely the Crimson Dawn logo. Um, <laughs> we get a lot of cereal in this episode. Mm -hmm. My man is eating more cereal, looks, wearing looks cringe terrible suits. and orange. Yeah, mm -hmm. wearing the cringe suits. Got his dude. awful fit, and he's pulling up like, dude, straight up. I was responsible in a mission. A few coworkers dead to somebody who has absolutely no idea what that is, and he's like. Okay. And when we see him at the end of the episode and he's all dressed up, he looks like the android, like the main character from Detroit Become Human. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like just like Detroit Become Human, this corporate hell mm -hmm. where you're literally a robot sitting in your circular desk going, I was like, I day. felt like I was in the back rooms for a second there <laughs> watching that. That looks so awful. I would hate working. Oh, I would, oh, I'd lose my mind doing a job like yeah. that. But, um, we do get, what's the deal with this Uncle Harlow? What do we think he, he's somewhere high up in the empire, evidently. Jack Harlow? Time Jack to Google Harlow. it. Time to Google it. Because um, I've never heard this character's name before anywhere no. in Star Wars. He'll probably be revealed at some point, but I'm even confused on what his occupation is to begin with. If 
he's working a corporate job for the empire. Well, I think that this was like a way for Cyril to, because they said they, they were going to clear his records so that none of this happened. Like him getting Mm -hmm. the men killed and all this stuff that he missed. Uncle Harlow (laughs) from Red Dead Redemption 2. Obviously. Obviously. A crossing of paths that we never expected. The crossover between Star Wars and Red Dead. Um, I really want to talk. Do we want to talk about Cyril more? Because I do want to touch on the Mon sure, Mothma we can. stuff more. We can talk but, about Cyril. Uh, okay. Why? Why would we want to talk about him? I just am interested in where he's going to fold back into. When does the ISB approach Cyril? Yeah. I wonder, is this like his way to keep a job and lay low while they clear his record with the Empire so that he can then maybe get in with the ISB? I feel like at this it. point he's going to be sought out by the lady who's in the ISP. Her I name is Deidre or Dedra. Depends on what accent the character is using. Dedra. But like, I feel like if she's getting all this new information and access to it, she'll see what happened with that and probably request his presence at some point and be like, I'll bring you on and something like that. I thought and it then was about to be like, it's a terrible idea. I thought it was cool how she completely defended her work as well by providing her whole theory about, hey, like this isn't just like an accidental thing and you're so concerned about your career, which is the typical empire way. Yep. Mm -hmm. But like you need to be looking at it from a broader picture. And I like I like how she's smart because she's picking up as well how like, oh, like don't tax all these people and don't punish them for one little thing because then you're going to make people hate you. And that's exactly what they want. They want you to hate the empire. Whereas like if they just like brushed this under the rug, people probably wouldn't care nor remember, but they're going to remember Aldani because the empire's coming into more areas now in, in flexing more of their power. I still and find it funny that Cyril has either hot toys or black series figures. On they it. just yes. showed them. They're, they're definitely, there's three of them now and they're yeah, definitely clone troopers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to see them. Please. So, um, I, but I think it's funny that he's got clone trooper toys on Coruscant. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I did want to also point out about with uh, Deidre, with mm-hmm. um, th- with the ISB, that uh, like you had said, you know, the Empire doubling down. Luthen says too, and so does Mon Mothma, that this is what they want to happen. The Empire mm-hmm. is playing into their hands. I like the like. It's almost like a. But Mon Mothma is like no. It's almost like a chess yeah. analogy. Yeah. I'm making a move because I'm predicting what you're going to do instead of like trying to get my, that's how I'm strategizing. So I like that. That's what they're doing. Um, they're being proactive in what, in the, what they're, it's not just, Oh, we need money to fund our rebellion. It's we're going to do this. And it's twofold because now we can get the empire to start making the people hate them more. Exactly. A little history lesson. It's the exact same way the American Revolution got started by taking people onto the side. Yep. By provoking the British. And then when the British retaliated, and I forget what it was called. The Boston Massacre. Yes, the Boston Massacre. Although we Massacre. were totally in the wrong for that. Oh, no, but you... Americans are never wrong when it comes but... to the American <laughs> Revolution. What are Sorry, you talking about? No, you're right, about? you're right. So Should with the Boston point. Massacre, you killed innocent people. Innocent well, and you the, killed civilians. You That's killed what it comes civilians. down to. Innocent so, civilians. But no, it's what sparked the revolution. It's what it's not the Battle of Lexington and Concord, but it's like it's one of the main sparks to what it was got a spark the spark that lit the fire that'll burn the whole first order down. Somehow the British returned. <laughs> the war being too dumb. Somehow the British returned. Washington <laughs> is on fire. <laughs> oh um, but. No, it's a perfect way to do it. And it's they, they did the exact same thing in Andor. You provoke the people by poking the bear with the stick. This just in, three incel nerds make an analogy between the new Star Wars show and the American Revolution. 
It's not an analogy. It's probably where they derived the idea from. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I want to talk about... Especially because all the bad guys have British accents. That is true. My quote from Thumb Wars, the Phantom Cuticle. No. I have a question. Why is it that we're in space and we all have British accents when there is no Britain? And then Black Helmet Man just pops his head off with the force. Man. If you guys haven't seen Thumb Wars yet, you should probably it's get like around the second time we brought it up in a month. It's like the fourth time you brought it up in the span of three weeks, bro. Um, I don't know why I haven't seen it in like months. I don't know why I'm Please. thinking about it so much. Because it's like your favorite. All right, thing let's get back to Mommy Mothma. Mommy Mothma is not happy with um, shopkeeper shopkeeper Al Capone and uh, his tyrannical. Oop, the chair leaning back. Uh, <laughs> 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 There's a lock on it, and sometimes it unlocks whenever it wants, and it is unlocked but um yeah she's very very upset i do like the fact that um when it's like at the party scene towards the end mm -hmm. that she can't even trust her husband with what she's doing dude i love also i noticed how he was only speaking to women he was only speaking to women he was all like mm -hmm. with all these other baddies mm -hmm. bro he, uh -huh. my, my wife's not satisfying me anymore. Uh -huh. That's probably exactly what he's doing. You like my Qui-Gon Jinn cut. <laughs> got um, that salt and pepper look. <laughs> so I do want to say, I really liked the, she would took her like childhood friend around the mm -hmm. party and she made it seem very casual and dude is being so uncomfortable. Yeah. So no, I like that her strategy is hide in plain sight. And I liked that there were moments where she would just go smile and he would just like, you know, smile like they're having a casual well, conversation. Well, because he'd start looking distressed. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> like he like... got a poop or something. He learned his gerbil, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and Space then, gerbil. But like, I, I like that she is having him dip into her fortunes so that she doesn't have to have, so that Luthen doesn't do this kind of stuff anymore, you know? Because mm -hmm. evidently, the money's not coming in quick enough for Luthen anymore. Yeah. And he wants to do something on a larger scale. And if she we just got a ton of money, what do you mean? Well, he wants to do more, evidently, because they when she came to the shop, they were talking about getting more money. Yeah. And so, uh, I wonder where all this money's. Maybe they're already giving money to Sagarera. You know, maybe. maybe they're. But also, though, I I gotta I take this giant cover crystal from this blue boy with blue hair. <laughs> but if you also think about it, though, um, when they're at Luthen's shop, the driver is like watching to see what they're mm -hmm. talking about, and they are already doing what Mon Mothma is like reminding her childhood friend to do, which is just smile, make big gestures, act like you're talking about a product mm -hmm. um, or an item of interest. And for them, it's natural. And you could definitely tell that Mon Mothma has been there a lot more times than um, is, is portrayed in the show. We know mm -hmm. that she's been visiting Luthen, but I think it's been going on for years at this point. Probably. Um, who do you think is the third person that knows about um, the secret that she tells well, her childhood friend? I, I think Bail Organa. Probably. Um, yeah, that would make the most sense. Isn't he in the trailer too for the show? I don't. I think you're thinking of Tales of the Jedi. I am. Yep, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, but um, like still, what's probably I think, but she did say there's somebody else I want to bring on and that's her childhood friend. I think who's also played by the same guy that plays him in the deleted scenes of revenge of the Sith. I, was I knew that. I recognized him. I, yeah, I knew I, remember I saw him, him from, from revenge of the Sith. Yes. The girl that plays Mon Mothma is also the person that played her in revenge of the Sith. Yeah. In the deleted scenes. Yeah. So, but I also got the gang back together. We're getting the gang back together. Did you ever, th do you think that any of these prequel actors and like Owen and um, 
uh, no. Guru Lars, any of these people thought they would get a role in a Star Wars show. Nope. No. No. That's odd. Like, it's got to be such a good feeling. Hey, Probably. get in the call. We need you to come back for Star Wars. That would be awesome. We know that you did nothing in the originals with George Lucas, but we're going to do something with you. And they're like, paycheck. I get lines. <laughs> I get money. I get in the movie. Um, Bro, I'd be so happy if I was just like the boom guy. <laughs> the boom guy. <laughs> On set. Uh, I really liked as well that... Um, when Mon is talking to him, she's kind of still, even though she knows she can probably trust him, she's getting a feel for how he feels because mm -hmm. he's like, no, nah, I don't like the empire. Like I just, I'm be honest with you. I know I could get killed for saying that, but I, exactly. I'm not a fan. And I honestly, I bro, not my type. <laughs> <laughs> and that I think is, is her go button, you know, to like, just go, but she even still, she doesn't tell him the whole, the whole scheme. No, what's going I on. She smart. I, she told them without telling him. She alludes to everything, which yeah, which is smart move. because if he gets caught, it kind of blocks what's really going on. Yeah, because yeah. if he gets caught, then he doesn't know what's going on, so he can't rat on her. He'll probably still die, and that's why they want to kill Cassie. Now. He's like the uh, Clovis, the Rush Clovis of this of this story. So nah. she's not splitting a the childhood friend who's also a banker. <laughs> yeah, but he's not the home wrecker. He doesn't need to do any home wrecking because evidently the husband is. Dude, and he was eyeing up Mon Mothma. The husband was. He was like, what's she doing over there? You know, like, he's suspicious of her, too. Yeah. Not not because of their interaction. I think but it's a turncoat. I think he's going to rat yeah. her out. I think he's going to blow her in. I think yeah. her husband Actually, shouldn't well, be a We piece. know that he can't because she doesn't get publicly ostracized until Rebels. So true. She, so very she's going to keep her cover. Yeah. So, um... That's the thing I, I don't like about having shows with characters that we already know and we know that they go on to other things. It doesn't feel like there's any like real stakes. Well, there are time jumps in Andor, though, so maybe yeah. one of the time jumps will have her after this happens. Here is my newest yeah. theory, though. I think um, at some point a rebellion is going to come to uh, Aldani, the place, uh, like Cassian's home planet where his mom Ferex. is. Ferex. Yeah. There's going to be something on there and Cassian goes there and the uh, B2 Emo is going to get capped and he's going to upload B2 Emo's brain into a K2 unit and that's how K2SO is going to come about. Kind of like how Lando upgrades his fembot into the Millennium There was Falcon. such a foreshadowing with that KX security droid yeah. that comes mm -hmm. up there. I like that they're like kind of like big and dumb that like it, he's like, watch this, watch this guy. And he no. just picks him up and starts choking him out. No, he said, hang out here. And he oh. said, hang <laughs> <out>. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I think, well, I think that the B2 emo thing, I think he's going to take out his memory core this season because, or this season will end on Ferrix because there are still shots in the trailers that we have yet to see of death troopers walking around on Ferrix, like patrolling, looking for someone. And there's scenes of like a wall of just like Imperial army soldiers with riot shields and the people are like running into the shields. Fighting mm, that's them. what I'm saying. Like the, the rebellion is going to start on Ferex. He's going to go back be like, mama, mama going to die. Yeah. And then he going to be two emu is going to be like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of anything where the animal Bambi, when Bambi's mom dies and he's going to run up to Bambi and be like, Hey, yo, what happened? And B2 is going to land when he's carrying Femba. It's going to be the same thing as Solo, but like with Andor. Climb. Goodbye. I do think that Ouch. we're going to get K2SO by the end of this season and we're going to have him the entirety of season. I think that the writers are kind of maybe tricking us because they said that, that K2 would not show up until season two. That's But I yeah. think he might show up at the end of season that's, one. That's what yeah, I... Yeah, maybe he that, won't be a, that is what I just a said. prominent role. That is what I just said.
But I said it, so that's what made it true. (laughs) Choke you out with your (laughs) shoestrings. Mm. Okay. I think I have a beefy neck. Anyways, Uh, we're done being cringe. Yeah. Um, We're never done being cringe. This is the the 1313 podcast brought to you by Liquid Death. But now, where the heck are we going to go now that he's in prison? I think it was. To prison, probably. I think one of us was (laughs) discussing that members of Sagarera like might help him get out if they're in the same situation. But I was just kind of like, dang, like he's already in a brand new situation already. And it's like, now what do you do? You're in prison for six years for walking around trying to get groceries. I know. But I I like that too, to be honest. He was just wrong place, wrong time. But Loki kind of put himself in that position because he was looking all suspicious, you know, running with the guys. Well, he wasn't running. running. He was just walking in the same direction that they were coming from. Yeah, he could have just waited a minute. (laughs) That poor shore trooper who's chasing those guys all slow. Hang on! Come back! Come back! (laughs) (laughs) Somebody didn't attend the Imperial 10 Mile. (laughs) The on Coruscant Square. The Imperial Ruck. <laughs> the Imperial Ruck. Um, starting at the square. I did I did like the um how they just like press charges against people. Yeah. And like there's no there's no there's a there's a trial, you know, like in air quotes. There, there's no like actual trial. She goes, Man, that sucks, bro. That was a six month sentence the, the, back in the day. The trials in Andor is like the colonists when the woman has a good idea and they go, she must be a witch. And they, they put her in a stew. Dude, let's tie some concrete to her ankles. And if she floats, she's a witch. If she drowns, oopsie daisy, got a wrong one. That was peak thinking. What that is that? Uh, what is it? Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. She, she's made of wood. She can burn. <laughs> and what does wood do? It floats. Floats like a duck. <laughs> if she weighs as much as a duck, that means that she's made of wood. <laughs> we don't know. She's a witch. <laughs> I saw that movie once and I watched it. I was like, dang, this is just not funny. What? Yeah. No, you don't I think hate, Monty Python is funny? No, bro. It's Monty British Python humor. And the Holy Grail so much. It is so you wanna not know what You want to know what else I hate that everybody gets before? I hate, I hate Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite's good. He's literally just a Napoleon Dynamite guy. is not Napoleon you just Dynamite must not like down. like dry humor then. No, I no, like dry doesn't. humor. I just don't think it's funny. You you have to rewatch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. No. Everybody who has the ability to comment, please no. comment and defend me. No, because David Monty Edge Python and all is oh, gonna it's British humor, bro. Like, but we don't British support the British humor. Oh, the, do I know who probably like Monty Dude. Python? The Queen. And so you're she's telling at. me six feet under that when the when they go up to the rabbit and the rabbit starts eating people's necks out and they bring out the holy hand grenade Boring. that that is not funny. I didn't find it funny. <laughs> they bro. read a Bible verse about the holy hand Boring. grenade, dude. That's blasphemy, Tommy. <laughs> They're going so to funny. hell for that. It's so funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna meet. Lucifer at the Crimson Gates for that joke, Thomas. I know you ain't serious right now. That's blasphemy writing you things like Just like all the Catholics in- introducing their book of Mary and Joanna. I don't my man, know what other My man is got. a Pharisee right now. My man is a Pharisee right now. What is going on, bro? No, I've never enjoyed Monty Python, dude. I just I saw it wow. on a bus one time with people and they're like, this is the funniest movie ever. And I was like, I... I gave it a genuine watch because I thought it was really funny in middle school when people made the jokes and I saw it. I was like, this just ain't it. This is mid! This is mid! I can't believe this. You want to know know what a movie that is genuinely hilarious is, though? 
Monsters vs. Aliens. No. The Nickelodeon classic. It's funny, the but DreamWorks definitely not as funny as like... Funnier. Get off the show. Funnier. <laughs> it's funnier than no Monty Python. Want to know what's... Want to know what's funnier than Monty Python? Here we go. He's going to say something that's like morbid. Yep. Any episode of Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> it's not funny, but I like dog. No, the, the, it's hilarious. Just that... He's got that dog in him. <laughs> Ain't no reason. Imagine like... You, you imagine you just him. like... You missed your court date and all of a sudden this like six foot tan blonde dude with an undercut and these like the Ray-Ban daddios just... <laughs> the daddy. Coming to get you. <laughs> Uh, uh, it would be the end, bro. The end. Aside from all this. All right, all right. We sure don't get a lot of Cassian in this episode, do no. we? We get a little... I mean, we get more story building on his backstory. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really about it. We get it, We get him talking to... Checking in on how everybody's doing. We do find out that Tim tried... That Tim did blow Cassian in. Yeah. And uh, everybody knows he blew his back out. Yeah, he, he just, you know, blew his cover. And mm -hmm. uh, he died in the, in the yeah. middle of it. Because I'll be honest, I watched this first time through. And I was like, wow, that was a really cool episode. They gave us a lot of really nice background information. And I got halfway through the second watch and I was like, nah. Just really? because in my opinion, at least, it was good for the first time watch through to get the information. Oh, this, this episode set up. This episode is ground building. It's like episode one again. Because yep. we had the payoff of like a six episode arc and now you have to set up everything else again. You so, mean that every episode can't be just like the most exciting one? No. I, I think that I think it's fine. It's almost like for, how the Bad Batch was. Mm, yep. It's fine for a first watch, the second watch, because I, I know I have to watch it again is going to be a little bit rough. It was a little bit of a drag in my just because the politics was too much for me the second time through. With a, again, I watched it for the first time and I'm really excited. But then, like you said, it's the necessary story building so we can get the completion of the final arc for this show in the finale, too. I, I think, again, it's it's just so very different from other Star Wars that we've gotten recently. Mm -hmm. And again, I'll reference the Clone Trooper stuff. I expected more. Um, but I guess I can't totally count it out yet because there could be another scene with the clone troopers. But again, they're just part of the story. Exactly. They're not that the point wasn't to bring in clone troopers. It was just a part of the story and it was a necessary component. But if this happened mm -hmm. and we didn't get that scene in Book of Boba and we didn't see them in the flashbacks and Kenobi, it would have even with how it was. Presented, no, it wouldn't have happened. No, no, no. I'm saying if it happened in oh. this show without what those two did. We would have been shitting bricks. Oh, we, we would have we would lost have been, our minds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it would have been absolutely insane. Should we just make one swear pass per episode? Maybe. You just use yeah. it. Just, just use, use one pass. Because let's, let's He's all... He's been using it. One, one pass per episode, I mean. Like, not per person. Oh, um, per... So... Per episode. Per episode. So Jacob used it. What time. are you going to do, bleep? No. I think Tommy's sick of bleeping. It's just you know, very difficult I couldn't think of a, a, a more proper way to say such a Well, that's a what I mean. There are certain phrases and certain things you can say that, that just don't... Another phrase doesn't... Hey, and we got to be honest, guys. If they can say it in Star Wars, we can say it on the Star Wars podcast. That's very true. So. Um, this show, definitely, though, I think it's solidified that it's very much an adult Star Wars show. It's not mm. a family watch. With um, the sex! I was just, I was just <laughs> yeah. talking to my brother. Um, and he said that he hasn't watched an episode of the show since, like, the fourth one. Because it just isn't... He's 12. It's not piquing the interest of a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think that that just goes to show that this is something that was made for an older, more mature audience. Mm -hmm. 
Because we'll sit through a bunch of talking scenes and find it interesting. You know, I mean, I think some of the most exciting scenes in the show are the ISB scenes. Mm-hmm. And we've yes. gotten so I few of them. I love the ISB. It's because we are more concerned about, like, the building of the galaxy around us rather than just laser sword action fight. Yeah. While the fight scenes in the show are really good, it's not the main point of it. A lot of this is going to be centered around because it is war and it is, like, espionage there's going to be a lot of politics involved and that's something that people hated about the prequels too is the amount of politics that were in it but i think it's like really interesting to hear about space politics because it makes me makes me not have to think about real life politics yeah Mm -hmm. because that's a mess like imagine if you imagine if you turned on the hollow net and you saw emperor palpatine fall off a bike You hey! shouldn't be our emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Not my emperor. <laughs> Not my emperor. <laughs> oh. He's raising taxes on us now because of Aldani. Do I look like I'm from Aldani? <laughs> Anywho, this isn't even your sector. Don't vote for this moth. Back in 44 BBY, this moth supported (laughs) miracle drugs that would turn you into a Twi'lek. And guess what? No one turned into a Twi'lek. (laughs) My wife didn't turn into a Twi'lek. I needed that. I hate my marriage. Masa Meda has a Twi'lek wife who used to work for healing baths back in the day. Is that who you want in office? (laughs) John Fetterman was caught smuggling Bacta into the White House. Just the real hostile political ads that we just see. Oh dude, my god. I, I love And the okay. thing is everyone is seeing this. Dude, yes. I okay. love okay. So the other day in the mail, we got a, a letter from a guy that's running for some what, what's John Fetterman running for? Senate, right? Senate. State Senate. So Senate. we got just Senate. Our father Senate. our father is a teacher. So I got there was like it was like a kindergarten style written thing. Dear dad's first name. Thank you so much for being a teacher. I'm going to do everything in my power to fight and to support you. <laughs> I, read, I read it as love John Fetterman. <laughs> it, it was such a cringe ad. And then like, there's like all the pictures of him on the back wearing his hoodie. Like, can I just say though, what kind of timeline did we spawn in? Because everybody knows we're in Pennsylvania. So we can say that. Yeah. So like, what time are we living in now where you can watch the NFL and these John Fetterman versus Dr. Oz ads are so visceral and cutthroat. That's what's happening. Did you know Dr. Oz did this? Did you know John Fetterman? Did you know John Fetterman had a stroke and now he can't speak right? Don't put him in the Senate. Did you know Dr. Oz doesn't support this issue? And it's like, Dr. Oz likes abortion. And it's like, (laughs) like, I don't care. I'm watching football. Like, what are we doing? And the best part is on TikTok, everyone in the United States is seeing these ads. because It's like, I didn't realize that the vote, because... I don't like either of them, to be honest. And and so I'm seeing all these ads, like people all over the country are just viciously arguing about these two Pennsylvania senators. I'm like, 95% of y'all can't even vote on this. I don't know why y'all get so angry about this. Like, uh, it's so so funny. It's so funny, dude. And the worst thing is, is when that dumb commercial comes on for Sunday Night Football, there's only one day bigger than uh, Sunday, election day. Make sure to go to the NFL website to register to vote. I'm like, bro, it's so football. Cringe. Football should not be telling me to go vote. I just want to see. I just want to see men grabbing each other as well as throwing some balls around. Big, big sweaty men. Yep. 
Yep. Let's and uh, rolling all over the ground. Mm. And uh, you know what else, you know, though? I, I really don't like my Star Wars uh, giving me headlines while I'm watching a show. Okay, can we not do that? Hmm? Can we not have mainstream Star Wars media oh. giving me headlines about terrorist attacks? Because are they really terrorist attacks? I find it really funny that <clears throat> they, call, they call them rebels. crime? Yeah, it is. You can't punish a person for terrorism in the in, United States. In Pennsylvania, you can. The DOJ... Well, okay, so the DOJ has their own definition of it where you can technically prosecute a person for terrorism, not really terrorism. You punish Terror them for other crimes. Oh, but, the, okay. but the federal government cannot persecute terrorism. a person for terrorism be internationally or domestically. Because, because it's the United States. Terrorism is legal no. on Halloween. I spread terror throughout all the children in the neighborhood by going, boo! And then blowing up their house. I'll talk about this after. What? <laughs> what? What? We are done with the podcast. What? We are done with the Thank podcast. Thank you guys for joining this episode of the 1313 Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a like, leave a comment, join the social medias, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Join the Patreon. Buy a t-shirt. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>